Now, before I get started on eugenics, I think it is very important to mention what went on before and what the progressivist era essentially stands for. So, before the progressive era, there was one called the Gilded Age. One of the many challenging pieces of the rapidly growing American economy was to keep wages the same while giving out products to larger groups of consumers. So, wage cuts were made and conditions worsened. There were monopolies and some citizens criticized that these monopolies impeded their freedom. People were being oppressed. Humanity needed to move forward, as if they needed to progress. Now, progressivism was interpreted in many ways. One was more forms of technology that developed, like vacuums and washing machines. More goods were made for citizens to consume and for companies to produce. To meet demand, many companies had very harsh working conditions. Some companies wanted to improve the market, but others only thought about profits and gains. People had to investigate them. One significant example was in the beginning of the 20th century with Upton Sinclair, who published The Jungle in 1906, a heavy judgment of the meat manufacturing industry. After the book was published, the Meat Inspection Act of 1906 was passed, ensuring that meat gets processed in a sanitary environment as the book grew in popularity. So progress. We have progression of foods, industry, and government, but there's another thing that was being progressed. It's not a type of transport or an older form of government, but people. If an industry could be perfected, why couldn't the human race? What if we cut certain humans out of breeding? Or what if we regulated who could have children and who could not? This was the beginning of the eugenics era of the American history, the selective breeding of a race to kill off certain traits or to augment other traits. But wait, eugenics has a history too. When asked who the father of studying traits and their significance could be, many people would say Charles Darwin, who popularized the idea of evolution. One of the books he wrote was called On the Origins of Species. It brings about the summary of evolutionary biology, mentioning how survival of the fittest is incorporated throughout many generations of the animal kingdom through inheriting traits most necessary to survive in a specific environment. Darwin published a work that taught evolution and inheritance throughout many generations of a species of nature. Now, the ideas mentioned are later incorporated into a new social idea that developed in Europe and the United States, social Darwinism. It is the application of Darwin's ideas about animals in ways that Darwin never intended. It's the idea of inheritance and natural superiority that was being applied to the human race. At this time, and still today, races are being discriminatorily 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 stereotyped based on their religion, intelligence, and physical appearance, using social Darwinism as justification. It could also be said that social Darwinism was used in other forms before Darwin even published his book in, 1890, in 1859, because the Spanish used social Darwinism as part of their justification for colonizing Mexico in the 16th century. It will continue to be used right until right through the eugenics movement in 1898 when the Philippines will be annexed by America. And by taking Darwin's theory and radically applying it to the human race for short periods of time, we will see the formation of the ideas of eugenics.
To set the stage for eugenics, research must have been required for these ideas to be proven. By the way, this manipulates Darwin's theory even further by taking ideas of traits being, inherit being inherited over thousands of years and squeezing them into a few generations to conduct research. This research was based on many traits, from intelligence to physical appearance. The IQ test was developed during this time period, which helped in justifying intelligence and natural measurement of measuring diameters of heads and other parts of the body, comparing them to past relatives, and making decisions based on that. Trends were noticed and used to help justify eugenics. The father of eugenics was Francis Galton. Galton, a, co a cousin of Charles Darwin, began his research of eugenics by breeding flies. As an example of Galton's beliefs, imagine a criminal man who also has a low IQ. A eugenicist would try to prevent him from reproducing through scientific and legal means. The explanation for this is because a eugenicist believes that these negative traits are passed down through genetics. Therefore, if this man does not have any children, there would be less low IQ criminals. This would produce better and more effective people. This could be used for any trait, but was also used against those with mental illnesses, or as eugenicists referred to them, the feeble-minded. This characterization of the mentally ill and those with mental disabilities was used when eugenicists would go into mental hospitals and asylums to perform forced sterilizations. In American history, the core idea of eugenics has taken many forms. The first example in America was in Connecticut, where the state passed a law banning people with epilepsy or feeble-mindedness from marrying. Forced sterilizations were allowed by lawmakers on whoever they deemed unsuitable for reproduction. In 1927, the Supreme Court issued the ruling that forced sterilization did not violate the Constitution. Oliver Wendell Holmes, a Supreme Court justice, said that, quote, three generations of imbeciles are enough. End quote. These cases of eugenics, of eugenics in America were from the root belief that eugenics would improve society and were given greater relevance due to the improvement movements of the progressive era. The issue is that eugenics were often used discriminatorily. The idea of improving society was very attractive to people during the progressive era. The progressive era came between the 1890s and the 1920s and it was marked by the movements of people who wanted to enact reform in industry, education, and society. Eugenics took these ideas, but they enacted them in an entirely wrong way. The idea of traits and genes being passed on from generation to generation was the basis of eugenics. This was partly due to Galton, who was a self-taught version of Darwin. Compared to Darwin, Galton was more open with his ideas. One of the books he poured his ideas into was called Hereditary Genius. This studied genes being inherited throughout humanity. If the right man and woman had children, they would create a perfect race if they produced the right genes. He studied people in his labs and researched trends of genes. This research will be continued, will be continued to be developed by Henry Goddard. He will write a book called The Kaliak Family. This book introduces the term feeble-minded mentioned earlier, and that feeble-mindedness could be inherited. So if we have people with good traits and people with bad traits, and if people with good traits breed together to make good children, 
What about the people with lesser traits? Maybe, maybe they should just not have children. More important notes to mention about eugenics is that it supported racism, not just sterilization. The early 1900s were a very racist time for America, and now hate groups and organizations had scientific evidence to prove their theory that they were really better humans and could have inherited traits. So the quest was on to attempt to perfect humans during this time of progressivism. Eugenicists mainly used forced sterilization and legal means. However, forced sterilization was only recently abolished in 1976. 1976. Eugenics slowly declined in America because of the horrors of how the eugenics movement was interpreted in Nazi Germany for the duration of World War II. To sum it up, the eugenics movement of the progressive era was built off the irrational fear that America might be taken over by unintelligent people. Eugenicists found specific types of people to be undesirable, including stupid people, people with vices of alcoholism or poor work ethic, but also African Americans or immigrants from Eastern Europe and Asia, as these people often took lower paying jobs and flooded the economy with too many workers in eugenicist views. To get rid of this problem that they had made up, eugenicists chose to weed out these people by just sterilizing them. In total, around 30,000 people were sterilized, leaving a forgotten stain on American history. The idea of eugenics is important to remember because it shows the goals of the progressive era being used for racist and xenophobic reasons. The scientific efficiency that was propagated by eugenicists and progressivists was often influenced by bias. This forgotten part of American history should be more recognized, not only for the people who suffered under it, but to show how the idea of eugenics is flawed.